Our mission statement for this church is, a, as a Christ-centered community, we want to create, it's our mission to create space for everyone to experience the compassionate love of the Father. And so that, that's what our desire is. Every single opportunity that we can and we get together and we share lives together and we share this time together is, is our desire for you to experience the compassionate love of the Father. And last night I had the opportunity to go to a father-daughter dance. And I'm so excited that my, my little girls still want their daddy to dance with them. And my 16-year-old tried the trick where she stepped on my feet and so I could dance with her. That hurts when your daughter is 16 years old. Now, when she's sweet and she's small, it's okay. But I was really just moved by the number of dads that were there. And I, was just, I just thought about our mission statement. Like, we want all of us to experience this, this dance, if you will, with the Father in heaven, with the one who's created us, who has given us life. And so that's, that's our desire. And I was thinking also about this earlier this week, that... Every single Monday is, is the same for me. And it goes like this. Man, that was great yesterday. I love, I love what I get to do. Thank you, Lord. And then it's, it turns around to like, all right, so now i got to prepare another sermon, and another message for Sunday. And I went to a ministerial alliance meeting where it's pastors from the community, and we're all uh, gathered together at Hillcrest in the same room where the financial peace uh, class will be. And we were all sitting there, and we were just... We just began to pray together, and we worshiped together, and it kind of struck me, and I need to be reminded of this often, that it's really not as much about me coming up with a really great sermon as it is about you experiencing that love that I was just talking about. And, 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 and in some ways, it kind of takes a little bit of pressure off me, and it, it doesn't take pressure off me to be prepared, to be ready to, to, to speak to you and to bring some truth, hopefully that changes your life, but I realize it's not nearly as much about me as it is about him. And God is able. God is, is so much more qualified and more prepared than I am, and I'm grateful for that, and it gives me some, some hope for you to receive something from me. So welcome to the Calling Community Church. I'm excited that you're here. I am Pastor Brady Testorf. I, I always think, you know, I should probably introduce myself. People might not know who I am. But I do love to see all the familiar faces, especially young people who have grown up and probably have sat in this auditorium, and now here they are again in church, and that's, that's great. So last week, we had the opportunity to fill out a card, and if you were here last week, you got a chance to do that. Now, how many of you here last week, you filled out the card, but you forgot to turn it in? Anyone? We're going to make you come up here and stand in the wall of shame. No, I'm not going to have you do that. But if you didn't turn it in, go ahead and turn it in today. That'd, that'd be great. And so we filled out these cards when we asked this question, if God could do a miracle in your life in the year 2015, what would it be? And then also, what do you want to know more about this year? And that gives me a, a canvas, if you will, of, of items and um, things or ideas for me to preach on. And it was, let me just tell you, it was amazing to me, the window into your soul. And, to, and the window into your heart and your lives and to, to let me know what's really going on and what you really want to know more about. Now, probably the number one thing that people want to know more about is the second coming of Jesus and, or the book of Revelation or what is God's will for my life? What is God's plan for my life? What about, what about the Bible? What does the Bible say about this or say about that? And so that's good because that'll give us some, some tools to move forward with in the, in the weeks to come. But I want to share with you the results 
of the, the cards. Now, I'm going I'm to share them anonymously, so ho- hopefully you're not thinking, oh, no, I hope he doesn't mention my name. Now, I'm going to mention your name, but I'm going to share it in different categories, and I think you'll find that you fit in to one of these categories, even maybe more than one, maybe a few of them. And I want you to learn this morning that you are not alone. You are not alone in these particular areas that you say, this is the miracle that I, that I need. Now, last week you heard me say that my two miracles were that God would call someone to come here and lead worship, to be the full-time uh, or a part-time worship leader, whichever one, and to just continue to lead what's going on up here. And it's a, it's a beautiful thing. And they also, the other one was the restoration with the relationship with specifically my adopted son. Now, last night I had a dream that God had, had answered my prayer and given me that miracle. Once again, I, I've had these dreams just over and over again. And so until that happens, I'm still waiting, right? Just like all of us, we're still waiting. We're waiting for the miracle to come. And in the midst of waiting, you can't just be passive waiting. You need to be moving forward in, for one, prayer. Just praying about the miracle and praying and asking God to come and, and to answer these prayers. So I want you to uh, be encouraged by this today. So here's the, here's the categories. Now, if you're here this morning and you didn't, didn't get the chance to fill out a card, please do that today if you can. You have a blank piece of paper that we've given you, maybe the back of the, the prayer card. Fill out your information on one side and then write your miracle and what it is you want to know more about in 2015 and place it in the offering basket today when you're leaving. And that way I'll, I can get some more information. But I think probably what you'll fill out will, be, will fit into one of these categories. So here are some of the results from the cards. Prayer for family members to know Jesus. To, to not only know Jesus, but to come and to participate, to be involved in church and, and have a real, true, authentic life change. Healing in relationships, in, in all kinds of relationships, relationships between husbands and wives, relationships between uh, maybe parents and children or extended family and all those things. Healing for those that are suffering. One of the cards that I got was a beautiful, beautiful card written in blue crayon it said, I want my mommy to feel better. And it doesn't get any more powerful and more honest than that, right? I just want my mommy to feel better. Who in your life can you say, I just want blank to feel better? I know a lady who suffered with a migraine headache every day of her life for the last probably 12, 13 years. Unbelievable. I can't even imagine what, what that is like. We have a young lady that uh, her family's involved in our church who is been sick over and over and over again, been in and out of the emergency room. She had her gallbladder removed, and she's still struggling. She's still hurting, and they don't have the answer. And I, I specifically prayed that she'd just be here this morning so we could all pray over her. Now, she's not here, but does that mean that God's not listening to my prayers? No, he's still listening, and I think he still wants me to pray for him, and I'm still going to. Prayer for additional family members. I thought this was fascinating to me. It's like, God, help me with the family that I have. And then some people are saying, I want more family, meaning I want another child. God, would you bless us with the birth of another child? Would I be able to carry a baby full term and deliver this precious baby into our life so that um, we could experience all the joy that comes along with that? So prayer for additional family members. Prayer for good jobs. Several um, men especially, they just need a job. They need a job where they can 
where they can just work and make enough money to take care of their family. I mean, we all, we all live in that world where I can, just, I can just feel good about what I'm doing. I, I like what I'm doing, but not only do I like it, but I also am getting paid enough where I can take care of those, especially as a guy that's huge for us because we want to be able to take care of all responsibilities. Uh, for work to be less stressful. So I've got a job, but sometimes it's just so stressful, it just it affects the rest of my life. I bring it home with me and it causes issues. Someone asked for uh, grace when it comes to starting a new business. We don't know anything about that. <laughs> starting a new business, starting a new church, and all the things that come along with that. Prayers for forgiveness. And this was to give it and to receive it. Anybody in that category? Prayers for financial peace. Uh, freedom from debt. Provisions for things that are needed. You know, basically just say, God, here's some things that I need. It's not about extravagant wants. I just have some things that I need. Could, would you please provide those things? Prayer for obedience. Uh, obedience in learning to obey the Lord, obey what God is teaching me and to follow through with it. Learning to live for God's glory. Prayer to know what God wants me to do with my life. So that's the miracle. Uh, God, what do you want me to do with my life? Prayer for wanting to be the spiritual leader in the home. That's a, that's a call out to some of the men to be the spiritual leader in your home. And if you're a single mother, a single parent, then you're the spiritual leader in your home. Prayer to just get out of bed in the morning. Man, any amens for that? Someone was telling me earlier, I just hit this, I kept hitting the snooze button. Anybody, who's the snooze button people in the room? The time of confession now, let's just go ahead and be honest, people. No, no, not in shame. Raise your hand high. Yeah, like, yes, here's my finger that I used to push the snooze button with. Uh, I said, I've never, that I re ever remember, ever used the snooze button. I'm not sure I even know how. But I, but I do not, it doesn't mean I get up right away, though. Sometimes I'll just lay around, and my wife's my snooze button. Maybe that's what it is. Honey, it's time to get up. <laughs> but, but seriously, motivation, motivation to get up and get moving and maybe there's some things that are heavy and weighing on us. I just, or you just, maybe you're just not a morning person, but a lot of it is motivation to get up and accomplish tasks, wanting to be productive. Prayer to let go of things and not to be so anxious. Can we get an amen about that? Oh, why? We're, we're just worriers, aren't we? Just naturally, it seems like as people, we're just, we get, it's, we get overwhelmed sometimes with things going on in our life. And so just not to be anxious and let go of the things, maybe letting go of some of the things in the past. Maybe that goes up, back up to the forgiveness piece. Maybe when we learn to forgive, then we can learn to let go. Prayer to break out of my comfort zone. God, use me in such a way where I can break out of this comfort zone that I have where I can impact others in a more uh, profound way, a more um, powerful way. And we we could probably say we all have those areas where, we all have our comfort areas where we're just like, I feel good here, but if I have to get outside of that, I start to feel a little bit, um, a little bit anxious about that. But I believe there are times you have to get out of your comfort zone if you really want to impact others. I mean, my favorite thought about that is, is the Bible says that Jesus knew equality with God in heaven, but he, but he chose to leave there and come to earth and be born as a baby. He got out of a, what was the ultimate comfort zone, <laughs> to come into a very uncomfortable place in order to impact others. And, and that has proven to impact my life and hopefully your life too.
So turn with me to Isaiah chapter 40. While I was in the prayer time with these other pastors, this, this particular passage came out a few different times in people's, people's prayers. And so as I think about all the results of these cards, this is heavy stuff for man, right? But it's light work for the one who created man. Heavy stuff. Like, it's too heavy for me to accomplish all these things. Like, as your pastor, I would love to be able to look at every one of these cards and just write, done. And just that it would just happen for you. That would be incredible if I could somehow pull that off. But then you would need me more than you need the Lord. And we don't want it to be that way. You need Jesus more than you need Brady. So listen to what it says in Isaiah chapter 40. Let's start at verse 25. So the, the prophet Isaiah is, is getting this revelation from the Lord. And this is, a, this is a, a word from God. He asks this question. He says, to whom will you compare me? This is Isaiah 40, verse 25. To whom will you compare me? Or who is my equal, says the Holy One? Lift up your eyes and look to the heavens. Who created all of these? He who brings out the starry hosts one by one and calls forth each of them by name. Because of his great power and mighty strength, not one of them is missing. And then he asks this question, why do you complain, O Jacob? That's not an indictment against you, Jacob Dupin, but maybe it is. I don't know. Why, why do you complain? Why do we say, Israel, my way is hidden from the Lord, my cause is disregarded by my God? God, I've, I've asked you for these things in the past before, and it just doesn't seem that you're listening. It doesn't seem that you hear me. Like, you say that, I, I hear, Brady says, that you love me, and I can experience your compassionate love, but sometimes I don't feel it. So he's addressing this. He said, do you not know, God says, have you not heard? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He will not grow tired or weary, and his understanding no one can fathom. He gives strength to the weary, and he increases power of the weak, the power of the weak. And even youths grow tired and weary, and young men stumble and fall. But those who hope, or in some translations, but those who wait upon the Lord, those who hope in the Lord, will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. Those who hope, remember last week I talked about um, um, this thought of believing in the name of Jesus. Not, on, you know, not just about the name of Jesus, but, but just investing in and putting our hope and trust in the name of Jesus, the name that is above all names. He says that those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. And so in 2015, as we're thinking about these things, that we're saying, God, these are the things that I'm praying for. These are the miracles that I need in my life. There are going to be times where we're going to grow weary and times you're just going to want to just give up. Say, well, I ask. I mean, I wrote it down on that card. I mean, why hasn't God answered yet? But maybe it's more, there's more to it than just the miracle itself. Maybe it's about the process. Maybe it's about us seeking the Lord. Maybe it's about us putting our hope in Him. 
And maybe the thing that he wants to give us is even bigger and better than the thing we wrote down. Maybe it's different. Maybe it's, it's you thought it was this thing, but God said, no, I got something even better for you. Can I just tell you that God has something better than what you'd want for yourself? Can you believe that? He does. He wants something even better than you want for yourself. Because the truth is, truth is, we've all proven that the things we sought on our own just didn't quite add up. It didn't quite, it wasn't quite what we thought it was going to be, right? Like, have you ever, maybe I brought, brought this up before, but I think about this like, because I'm a foodie, I love to eat, and have you ever ordered something and it just wasn't quite what you wanted, and then you're kind of disappointed afterwards? For one, I, I just paid for that, and it wasn't good, you know? And you're just like, man, I could have I had something else. But then you're full, and so it's like, well, forget it, or you're out of money, or whichever one. Have you ever felt that way? Yeah, I know, I know that I have. And so God has something better for us. So there's a quote that uh, my wife and I were, we got a chance to, to drive to Springfield yesterday for a whirlwind tour of, uh, I had the opportunity to do a little, little job there and make some extra money. And while we were headed there, we, we got to talking about these miracles, and I was going back through these cards and looking through them. And we were talking about miracles, and she said, oh, I'm, I'm reading this book. My wife's always reading a book that always has something to do with what's going on in my life. It's pretty cool how that works. She said, read, read, hey, go to this, read this book, read this one particular part in this book. And this is from the book called The Grave Robber, right, by a guy named Mark Batterson. And this is just a small little segment out of this, when it, and he's talking about miracles. He says, don't seek miracles. And you're like, wait a minute, Brady, you told us to write those down. Stay with me. Don't seek miracles. Follow Jesus. And if you follow Jesus long enough and far enough, you'll eventually find yourself in the middle of some miracles. And I know this is true because I have seen it happen in my own life over and over and over again. Okay, everyone wants a miracle, but here's the catch. No one wants to be in a situation that necessitates one. Okay, think about that. We want a miracle. We, just think about the situations you're wanting even in your life. You're like, but I don't want to be in that situation. But yet, if you really want to experience God answering your prayer and moving and giving you the better... Maybe it's necessary for you to be in that situation. Of course, you can't have one without the other. So then he goes on to say the prerequisite for a miracle is a problem, and the bigger the problem, the greater potential miracle. If the wedding party in Cana, this is where Jesus turns water into wine, hadn't run out of wine, there would have been no need for the winemaker to do what he did. What the bride and groom perceived as a problem was really a perfect opportunity for God to reveal his glory. And nothing has changed since Jesus turned water into wine, healed a man born blind or called Lazarus out from his tomb four days after his funeral. He is the God who can make your impossible possible. Amen, right? And so we're waiting. <laughs> we're waiting. Right now, we're here. We're waiting. For the Lord to answer. I think without a doubt, though, the greatest miracle of all is life that is offered to us, to you and me, through the death and the resurrection of Jesus. I mean, think about that miracle alone. 
It's, it literally says in the book of Ephesians, around chapter 3, somewhere in there, it says, In Jesus and through Jesus, we may approach God with freedom and confidence that he wants to answer our prayers. He wants to give us the things that we need. He wants to give us the better. But the real miracle is that he can offer us life from death in the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. Through believing in him, that is the most powerful miracle of all, right? And so, so even today you can say, you know what? God has already given me the better. He really doesn't owe me anything else. But yet he, but he's willing to give it to us. I can, I just, that thought alone just boggles my mind. And I, and I, and I never want to stop being compelled by this thought that, that Jesus has given me the opportunity to experience life. He lets me do the things that he does. He, he let me get up this morning. He let me be here today. He let you get up this morning and be here today. So here's, here's what we want to do. We've got some time left. And at the risk of, not even at the risk, it's going to cost some of you to get out of your comfort zone a little bit. And uh, that's, that's the way it goes. So let's do this. We'll just make this a little easier on you. If you, this morning, you say, you know what? My miracle has something to do with, with family, family members who need to know Jesus. Just stand up. You got some family members that you know that need to know Jesus. Okay. All right. Amen. So, all right, now, here's what I want you to do. I want you to look around you. Are you alone? No, you're not alone. I mean, there, we are all, we're, we're in this together. There's somebody else that understands what it is that you're going through. Okay, um, how about um, along with that, you know there's some people, you know people that there needs to be some healing in relationships in your life. Maybe, maybe with you and someone else or with other people that you know in your family, there needs to be some healing in your relationships. Anybody? That, that, fit, that fits you? Okay. How about, uh, you know people that need healing from suffering, physical suffering, and they just need, they need to be healed and they, because they're, they're really just going through some really rough stuff and you just need to see them no healing, okay? Man, yeah, the crowd's getting bigger. Um, okay. How about, uh, how about, put your hand up if you're praying for additional family members. You're asking God to bless you with a, with a baby. Or, or, well, not, <laughs> Mary's like, not me, not me. Maybe some other, <laughs> and her husband's pulling her down. <laughs> I prophesy now that you will have a child. You'll be like Sarah. It'll be awesome. And you'll laugh just like that. No, that'll not be the case. But you, maybe you just like your, you need, you have, you know people that want to have a baby and they're, and, and you got a baby that's on the way. It's getting close, all right? All right, so that's good. That fits. How about uh, you're, you say, I, I just, I need God to bless me with a job. I need a job that I can support my family, and I need the work. And you, or if it, you might know someone, I know a young man, because I see his wife standing, he needs a job. And so you need a, you need a good job, you need a job that pays the bills. Um, how, about, uh, how about, you just need your work to be a little bit less stressful. Thank you for, you guys setting up and turning out, that's good. You, got, you need your job being less stressful. <laughs> All right, and I'm standing, and I'll sit down. <laughs> I love my job. Okay, it's like musical chairs. Now, you're lucky because I was going to make you come up, come up forward, but I decided I was going to be nice to you. I wasn't going to make you do it. 
That's harder to do in this kind of a setting. Uh, how about uh, prayers for forgiveness? Either you need to give forgiveness or you need to receive forgiveness. Now, that, this is really when it's going to get difficult. Are you going to, will anybody stand up? Yes. Thank you. All right. You, you, know, you know you're not saying a word, but God's hearing you right now. Do you know that? He's, he's hearing these prayers. Um, how about the finance piece? Man, you just need, man, I need some help. We just need, we need to do better with our money. That's me. That's my wife and I. We just need, we need to. All right. So some financial peace, um, freedom, things that you, provision for things that you need. How about, uh, how about, you know what, God, I just, I just confess I need to be more obedient. Man, you, I hear you speak to me, Lord, but I just don't always obey. And I just need to be more obedient. And I want to, uh, I want to learn to live for your glory. I just want to learn. How about you? Amen. Okay, good. Hopefully this has given you freedom and this is not freaking you out. Because it's blessing me. I hope it's, it's blessing the Lord too. Because, um, you know, in a sense, kind of what you're doing is you're like, you're standing up and saying, God, here I am. This, I'm the one who, I need this. <laughs> I need this. Um, how about, uh, how about you say, you know what, I want to be the spiritual leader in my home. God's calling me to be the spiritual leader in my home. Okay. Yeah, amen. Man, I love these. Man, as a, as a dad, as a guy, I, I, I see you guys. Um, how about, uh, prayer? Just to get out of bed in the morning. God, I need, I just need motivation. Maybe, that's good. (laughs) Ten-year-old little girl, I just got to get out of bed in the morning. So tired. (laughs) I love you. I just love your honesty. You're awesome. All right, let's let's dig a little bit deeper than that, all right? Let's say, say, um, sometimes depression is an issue, and you just feel overwhelmed, and you just don't feel motivated to get up and get moving. You just feel like you're burdened. Is that you? Yeah. Is that you too? Stand up. Stand up. Amen. Come look. See, this, this is where we would really be, say, well, I'm not going to stand up because I don't want people to know. You want people to know. You want people to know so they know that they can be praying for you and encouraging you. Okay? Thank you. Bless you. You're anxious all the time. You just need to let go of some stuff. Man, you're just carrying some stuff that just is not yours, and you need to... As the popular song goes, let it go, all right? I love the little kids are like, what? He just said let it go. I just referenced Frozen. I've seen the movie. And by the way, you'll think this is cool. I have a weenie whistle. I got this yesterday at my... Anyway, that's cool. All right, that's nothing to do with the sermon. That's extra. All right, so you feel like you, you are just... You are a worrier, and you're anxious, and you just need to let some stuff go, and you need to maybe just let it go right now. Is that you? Stand up, some of you. Get some anxious people in the room. Yes, amen, amen, amen. All right. All right. And then uh, how many of you just got out of your comfort zone this morning. <laughs> just, just raise your hand. Just raise your hand. How many of you just got out of your comfort zone a little bit this morning? Okay. 
the, I'll have the worship team come on up. And I want to finish with this. Uh, if you want to turn there, you can, or you can just listen to these words. This is in the book of Ephesians chapter 3. And this comes right after this, this piece when I was talking about. In, in Christ and through Christ, we may approach God with freedom and confidence. Like, like when you stood up, you could approach God with freedom and confidence. Like that when you stand up, he's not going to say, sit down. He's not going to say, oh, no, there's no hope for you. He's going to say, stand up, because I want to see you. I want to know. I want to know where you're at. So I want to, I want to share this, this last passage of Scripture with you. So I want you to, to just close your eyes. And first of all, I just want to, I want to encourage you this morning if you have yet to experience the greatest miracle of all, to know life that is everlasting through by, by putting your faith and your hope in Jesus Christ. Don't wait. You don't have to wait on the Lord for that. He's already done everything necessary for you. And maybe he's calling you this morning. In Jesus and through Jesus, you can approach God today. No matter where you've been, what you've done, all that doesn't matter. You can approach the Lord today. And so let's just, with this theme of let's just being honest this morning, how many of you here this morning say, you know what, I don't, I don't really know Jesus. I haven't really just put my faith and trust in him, but I want to. You know, I'm here this morning, maybe God brought me here this morning because that's the miracle that I need more than anything else. And I promise you it is if you don't know Jesus. How many of you would just put your hand in the air and say, that's me this morning? Just so honest, bold. Yeah. God knows your heart. Don't be afraid. Don't let fear keep you from, from receiving the gift that he has. And so, so, Father, we come to you in the name of Jesus, and we pray right now for those who need to put their hope and trust in Jesus. And I pray that they would just call out to you. The Bible says, all who call on the name of Jesus will be saved. Pray that they would confess with their mouth that you are Lord. They'll believe in their heart that you raised them from the dead, raised Jesus from the dead. Because of their faith in you, God, they can have hope for everlasting life, the life that starts right now, doesn't, doesn't wait till they're, they're gone, starts right now. They can experience you. They can begin to experience some of the real, true miracles of just walking with you, Jesus. I just praise you and thank you for that. So this is my prayer for you. This is my prayer, and then we're going to sing this song. This comes out of the book. This is the Bible. This is God's word, and it says, for this reason, Paul is writing to his, this church, and he says, for this reason, I kneel before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth derives its name, I pray that out of his glorious riches that he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have power together with all of the Lord's holy people to grasp how wide and long and how high and deep is the love of Christ and to know that this love that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. And then listen to these words. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, 
according to his power that is at work within us, to him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. So Lord, we, we just thank you. And we wait for you to give us what's better, better than what we can ever ask for or imagine. We thank you for your presence being with us this morning. We thank you for life, breath, opportunity to to experience you in a new way today pray that you'd be with these these people that are here that you'd go with them go before them go behind them let them know that they're not alone we just praise you in jesus name amen